Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC. The Fringe Festival kicks off today. It's an exciting annual event that highlights the local theater scene. But one small deterrent might be that it's in Georgetown, famously one of the most annoying neighborhoods to get to. Or maybe that's a bit of an unfair rap. Local guide and CityCast DC contributor Austin Graff is here to tell us why Georgetown is worth your effort and what you should eat, see, and drink once you get there. Today's Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. So Austin, Georgetown can sometimes get a little bit of a bad rap. I have definitely contributed to bad-mouthing Georgetown a little bit. People sometimes think it's stuffy, and of course that it's a little bit hard to get to because there's not any metro stops there. Although there are quite a few buses and the circulator bus can get you out there. But let's undo some of that negativity around Georgetown. For starters, why do you think that people should make an effort to learn about Georgetown's history and take the time to visit it? I definitely think Georgetown is a neighborhood worth exploring beyond Wisconsin Avenue and the main commercial corridor because one for history, I am a history nerd, but some of the deepest history in a city is in Georgetown. Georgetown used to be part of Maryland. It predates even Washington, D.C. by 40 years. The people who originally lived in D.C., they had a major trade port along the Potomac, like in what's now Georgetown. And it was an area of contrast, um, which is tragic. But while people were enslaved, like through that trading port in Georgetown, uh, Georgetown also had a black free community as well and one that's thriving. And so because of that, there's just really interesting spots to visit in terms of history, but also interesting culture and art that date back decades and decades. So you could be just walking down the street in Georgetown today and maybe not even realize all the different Black history that happened on those streets. Yes, that's that's very much so. And a lot of it is just in the north part of Georgetown. So again, I think people who live in Georgetown are more aware of the Black history. But if you're just visiting to shop at some of the stores, it's easy to miss because you have to go beyond the main commercial area into the northern part of Georgetown. What are some of your favorite historical things that happened there that folks should just be aware when they're visiting that like, hey, this was a site where this really important history unfolded? Yeah, so one site, and there's a a organization called Black Georgetown, and they organize tours, and they're very much about preserving and honoring the Black history and the Black community in Georgetown. I highly recommend them. But some of their work is focused on two historic cemeteries 
that are next to another famous um, cemetery called Oak Hill Cemetery, but it's called Mount Zion and Female Union Band Society Cemeteries. And they are the city's oldest black cemeteries. And there it used to be a stop on the Underground Railroad as well. And due to just poor maintenance and neglect by the city. Um, it's a very different feel than Oak Hill Cemetery, where a lot of the gravestones are well-preserved. Um, sadly, a lot of the gravestones are overturned in these two cemeteries, which is why the organization Black Georgetown, they're trying to restore it and protect it and keep its history alive. And even they, on major holidays, they often do different tours of the sites. And you can also just any day walk in and read about its history and then visit that stop on the Underground Railroad. We actually interviewed the executive director trying to restore that area of Georgetown. So people should definitely, you know, look out for that episode coming soon because it is, you know, I lived in D.C. most of my life and I didn't know anything about that. And so it's interesting to hear about that history and to hear about the fact that there are folks really working to keep that history alive and preserve it so that folks do know about it when they're visiting Georgetown. Exactly. And they're a good example of Georgetown because of its history. There is this strong community of people who want to preserve its history. And not only that, but tell people of all backgrounds, especially just newcomers to D.C., about the legacy that they're walking into and should respect and honor. Definitely. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. There are a lot of parks there. What are some of the parks and outdoor spaces that stand out to you? There's many different parks from like official parks, but then some more hidden parks. Like there is this old stone house, which is the city's second oldest house. Some believe it's the first, but it's technically the second oldest house in the city. But there is a small kind of public garden behind that house that is just off the commercial area, but very easy to miss because there's just like kind of a small path that goes to it. But that's a very quiet, peaceful place in Georgetown. And then Rose Park is one of my favorites. Um, It was built in 1918 during segregation. And so it was built for the Black community in Georgetown. And there's tennis courts. They have a farmer's market. It's a lot of open green space. And the tennis courts, two very famous sisters, got their tennis um, start. It's Margaret and Romania Peters Walker. And they are some of the most famous, like many decades ago, they won all these different titles and are just very famous sisters that became tennis stars. And there is, if you visit, they do a good job. There are signs that walk you through that history. So definitely, I'm a huge fan of every time there's a sign, stop and read it because you're going to learn <laughs> about their stories and the story of Rose Park. Oh my God, you're the friend who, when you're going for a walk, is like, wait, y'all, check out this sign. And then like reports back what you learned about the sign. What are some of your other favorite Georgetown spots to check out? A lot of different ones. 
So again, in the north part of Georgetown, there's this historic school that's this beautiful brick building that is now artist studios. And they do like one or two open houses throughout the year where they invite the public to go in and you can visit these local artist studios and see their work, in some cases purchase their work. And it's just a cool thing where again, like you have to go beyond the commercial area of Georgetown to find this place where you could just get a good sense of local art. A lot of these artists are born in DC and just know the city really, really well. Yes, that is something that I really like about Georgetown is that when you're just on the main commercial drag, it can feel a little bit stuffy, but when you get just a little bit off of that that main path, there's so much artsy cultural stuff, but you do have to like get a little bit off the beaten path. It's true. And I think Dunbar and Oaks is a good example of this. Dunbar and Oaks is this beautiful garden and museum that often people will go to because it's just beautiful, also deeply historic. A lot of interesting U.S. historical events happen there. But a lot of people, most people know about that. But if you go behind it, there is Dumbarton Park that has been preserved by the community, a group of activists who've been fighting for the preservation of it. And it's a public park with a creek and a really historic gate that's beautiful. They have a lot of different native plants there and trails. And the trails lead to different neighborhoods in Washington, D.C. And a lot of people don't know about it. And it's thanks to these activists in the community who are fighting to preserve this as a public space. And it's easy to miss, but it's literally just right behind Dunbar and Oaks is Dunbar and Park. So let's pivot to probably my favorite topic, Food and drink. What are some of the must-try food and drink spots in Georgetown? There are so many. So as you know, I think if you live in D.C. for just a few years, you know that a lot of tourists like to go to Georgetown Cupcakes. There's often a line. But it is a heated topic for locals because, and I, I am in the camp where my favorite cupcake in the city is at Baked and Wired, which is the locals' choice for cupcakes. And they now also have a line, but it's a different type of crowd. It's mainly locals <laughs> who will go there. And um, they have a coffee shop as well with great coffee. So definitely go there. They have many different types of cupcakes. They are much larger than some other cupcake brands in the city. And one of my favorites is their strawberry cupcake. It's just delicious. So that's one. And then one of my all-time favorite restaurants in D.C. is called Green Almond Pantry, which is a woman-owned restaurant and market that makes just fresh food every single day and it's the chef who runs it was the starting chef at Edo which is across the street from La Diplomat in a totally different neighborhood than than Georgetown but it's well worth your time and she just has a passion for the food industry and for food and for people she's the type of person that as you're dining there she may stop at your table and talk to you and ask you questions she might even give you like a soup that she just whipped up a few minutes prior it's just this beautiful place so highly recommend that and then there is a family-owned butchery that is called Stachowski Market, which is, again, off the commercial part. And they make a massive pastrami sandwich. Like, literally, I, if when I go, it's two meals for me. And I have a big stomach. It's always lunch 
And then the other half is dinner <laughs> that same night. It's massive, but a very good pastrami sandwich. We, we often end our episodes with like a tip that makes life in DC better. That could be your tip, right? Their pastrami sandwich could be a lunch and a dinner if you order it. That's how big it is. Oh, it's so true. And that's a total pro tip because as we all know, food can be very expensive in this city. <laughs> so you, if you get two meals out of something, it's worth your money. Another good spot that if you're looking for a more affordable place to eat is Falafel Inc., which they have a few locations around the city now, but the original is in Georgetown. And it's a fast casual restaurant that helps feed refugees in need. And so if you get a falafel sandwich, for example, it's only a few dollars for a sandwich and it can be quite filling. And then they always make sure they give some of the proceeds back to the to the refugee community. So it has that social impact and just really good food at a very affordable price. God, that is a great pro tip. You know, this is going to sound a bit random, but in doing the prep for this episode, I found out something that I did not know, which is that the movie The Exorcist, the 1973 horror classic, which I love, actually has a little bit of Georgetown history involved in it too, right? It does, yeah. So on the edge of Georgetown, there's these very steep and narrow stairs that appear in that famous film. And that so it does attract a lot of tourists, but it connects kind of lower Georgetown to near the Georgetown campus. And so a lot of locals just use it just to go between the two places. And I actually like to visit it. It's a good place to work out because you can run up and down the stairs. And if you're mindful of the other people who are using the stairs for, for other purposes. And it also has a beautiful view of, of Roslyn, Virginia <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, scenic Roslyn, Virginia. I love it. <laughs> so you talked about food. What about iconic Georgetown drinks folks should check out? There are many, many, many places, but a few that stick out to me is in what was once kind of the main black community in Georgetown. There's a wine shop that's also a coffee shop during the day, and then at night becomes this wine champagne slash cocktail bar called Aperu, and it's sommelier owned, and just they just offer excellent drink menus all the time. And then I, I do love coffee, but I also love a good hot chocolate <laughs> and Grace Street Coffee, which is a locally owned cafe. They make a really good hot chocolate, like a surprisingly good hot chocolate. And then they have several locations across the city, but Sandlot Georgetown is a favorite. It's this open air kind of event space that supports black owned businesses and people often enjoy their juice pressed cocktails. And that's also on the kind of edge of Georgetown, but a great place, especially during the summer to cool off. Sandlot Georgetown is a place to be. Wow, juice pressed cocktails, that sounds amazing. It is, yeah, it's very, very refreshing, especially during very humid days in DC. Well, Austin, thank you for doing the work of righting the wrong of these Georgetown misconceptions. I think everybody is gonna wanna check it out. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me and happy exploring. Before you go, here's some quick news. The U.S. senators from Maryland and Virginia have voiced their opposition to a congressional proposal that would add dozens of daily flights to Reagan National Airport. Now, the senators say the plan will jeopardize safety, cause more delays, and increase noise for nearby neighborhoods. But those pushing for the change claim the flight increases would give more choice to consumers, bring more funds to the state and federal levels, and lower ticket prices. Also, an Amtrak train full of passengers derailed on Tuesday near Union Station. There were no serious injuries, but the derailment suspended service between D.C. and Richmond for hours and caused many other train delays and cancellations as well. Officials are still determining what caused the derailment. And finally, 
Attention all dog owners. The S Street Dog Park near DuPont Circle will close from August to December for a resurfacing project. So sorry to all the pups and pup parents out there. You'll need to find a different playtime spot for now. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not share it with your friend who swears they would never go to Georgetown? You'll love our morning newsletter, Hey DC, too. We regularly do neighborhood guides there. Like today, we highlighted Barracks Row. Subscribe now so you can stop missing out. Just text DC to 66866, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. And they always go so fast. Bridget, you're so good at this. <laughs> no. You're a pro. No, you're great. And your, your headphones are much cooler than mine. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll have to get a pair. <laughs>